Come grow with us. The Rock is one church in multiple locations. We want to invite you to a kingdom experience filled with powerful praise and worship and transformational kingdom teaching from the kingdom voice, Dr. Dana Carson. You are invited to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at The Rock Cathedral, located at 4101 Broadway in Houston, Texas. For more information and other worship encounters, visit therockwoi.com. Coming up next on The Kingdom Voice. Then he teaches us to press. He says, I'm pressing. The Greek term here means to stretch with every muscle in your body. I'm pressing towards the goal. I wrote the goal down. I had made it smart, but now in order to bring it to pass, I've got to press talk. I've got to press. I don't care what resistance I get. This year I'm on the... I don't care how hard it is. This year I'm on the... I don't care who tries to stand in my way. This year I'm on the... The following message by Apostle Dr. Dana Carson is made possible by DCKM Partners. Assisting people to know God, making Him known to others, and spreading the kingdom message around the world. Check out our website, drdanacarson.org, where you can hear much more from The Kingdom Voice. In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread across the world as a witness, I'm a witness. Would you go be a witness? In this gospel of the kingdom shall be spread What do you spiritually intend to do or even have in the next year? Research suggests that if you don't set goals for your intentions, there's a high probability that they won't come to pass. Listen now as Dr. Carson discusses the importance of kingdom goals in today's message, The Power of Goals. Coming from Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14. So how do you handle multiple engagement and manageable goals? See, some of you have already put out a ton of things you want to do this year. And if you really call yourself on the one, you done wrote some goals down for them. But you're not going to be able to manage them because they're too broad and they, they're, they're self-competing. And so it's a big challenge. In order to win, succeed, and to overcome, which involves competing, believing, and fighting, you've got to be able to prioritize your goals based on importance. Now, I want you to hear me now. You've got to be able to prioritize your goals. Now, for example, we know that your spiritual life must come first. The Bible says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And what? And all these other things will be added to you. Then we also know your health is important. 
God, uh, the scripture says, beloved, I would that you what? Prosper and what? Be in good health even as? So we understand the place of health. Because if we're not healthy, we cannot prosper. Uh, there are people now that cannot be their best self. They cannot maximize uh, their potential because their health is down and it, lim it limits their mobility and their physicality. And that's extremely uh, important that you're healthy enough to prevail. Look to your neighbor and say, we got to be healthy. Then we also know that our financial picture got to be right and healthy. So I'm saying, uh, God says, read the book of the law that uh, you may prosper and find good success. So we understand our finances have to be in order because the Bible says he that does not take care of his own home is worse than an infidel. So that means we've got to have a sound and a balanced financial life. So now we're in three categories already. Now then we also understand that uh, relationally uh, we've got to work on relationship because community and a sense of belonging is extremely important. So Maslow says after physiological and safety needs come belonging needs. So uh, we have a sense of belonging and we define ourselves uh, through uh, our relationships with others, parents, etc. And so we have friends, we have uh, uh, dating partners, we have marital partners. And so now we have to ask ourselves, what are our relational goals? How am I going to handle my singleness? How am I going to handle my relationship this year that didn't go very well last year so or how do uh how am i going to take our relationship to the next level it was good last year but we want it to be better this year or how am i going to be single and content how how this year how am i going to really realize that one is a whole number so if i ain't got nobody i'm fine and if I can't be fine by myself, I'm going to be miserable with somebody else. So uh, how, what am I going to do to manage that this year? Then, we're talking about four areas already. So then, the fifth area is our personal growth and development. So, how am I going to maximize and expand who I am this year? How am I going to learn knowledge that I didn't know last year? How am I going to get exposed to things that I didn't get exposed to last year? How am I going to pick up new skill sets? How am I going to uh, increase my value in the marketplace and in the workforce? What do I, how am I going to get better at these things? So, all these areas are really critical to winning, succeeding, and overcoming. But they cannot all be sought with the same level of fervor and passion. So you've got to identify your primary goal and then your subordinate goals. Am I helping anybody this morning? 
So you've got to identify primary goals and then subordinate goals. What do you mean, Dr. Carson? What I mean is that there has to be one primary driving goal that manages all other goals because they are subordinate to the primary goal. Which means then, if out of all five of those areas, one area has to be the primary area that touches all those areas and it forms this kind of cybernetic loop that brings those things together. Am I making sense? So, for the believer, and I'd like to hope that that's the majority of us in here. So, for the believer, our priority is our spiritual life. So, that means that the values of our spiritual life speak to and drive our subordinate goals of health, finance, personal uh, growth and development and relationships so that means then we don't have five competing itch, uh, interests there is one primary thing that involves four subordinate things and the four subordinate things are driven from the values of the one primary thing. Am I making sense? So that means then my relationship with God and what I feel about my kingdom relationship with God and my vision for the kingdom and eternal life then must drive and speak to my health, my finances, my relationships, and my personal growth and development. Which means then all of those things are coming out of my dominant or primary goal of my relationship with God. One of the reasons people don't accomplish much in the sum of their lives is because... They are too divided in interest, which leads to division and internal disloyalty. Stay tuned for more from the Kingdom Voice. We'll be right back after this. Some people believe that physical gathering is optional based on the reality that the church was forced to provide online-only services due to the mandatory physical restrictions of the late COVID-19 pandemic. But what does God say? Dr. Dana Carson, the 21st Century Kingdom Voice, has come to the rescue once again. In his new book, Why We Gather, Is Physical Gathering an Option? He has thoroughly searched the scriptures and brought to light God's expectation for the church from the Older Testament to the Newer Testament to our contemporary church context. Discover what the Bible teaches about physical church gathering and how it applies to your life. Order your copy of this dynamic book today at drdanacarson.org. That's drdanacarson.org. Now, back to this life-changing message from the Kingdom Voice. Now, this is extremely important when you're talking about goals and you're talking about focus and you see the very first thing Paul is doing is he's bringing us into focus so that we can understand his goal see Paul is saying I want you to know I'm not going to be defining my goals people by what I've done in times past I'm going to define my life not on my accomplishments I'm going to define my life based 
based on my relationship with Jesus Christ. My walk with God is everything to me. And so Paul zeroes in and he says, listen, he says, I want to know him. He says, my overall quest in life is to know God, is to know Jesus. I want to know how he thinks. I want to know how he moves, walks. He says, listen, oh, to know him. He says, and to know him in the power of his resurrection and in the fellowshipping of his suffering that I may be conformed unto him, his death. So Paul says, the overarching thing for my life is to know God. See, you can't. Know God when God's a thing of many things you want. So when you say, yeah, well, this year I'm going to go to church and then, you know, but then I'm going to work on this, 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 this. That doesn't work. See, Paul says, if your life with Christ is going to work for you, then you're going to have to prioritize your walk with God above anything else. Which means it ain't about who you think you are. So it doesn't matter about your accolades, your education, how many zeros you have after your whole number. It doesn't matter what your job title is. See, uh, when you try... To live for God and God is not how you define every other thing that you do. Then your desire to live for God will not work. You cannot define God out of your accolades of success. So Paul says... In order for me to walk with God, everything I've done in the past that people praised me for, applauded me for, and which they could have done. He says, I consider it boo-boo. Then he goes on. He says, but I want you to know this. Concerning what God has for me, I have not accomplished it. Paul says, I'm a man of vision. O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision. Paul says, I'm a man of discipline. He says, I discipline my body. Or while I bring it into subjection, or while I preach to others, I myself would be a castaway. Paul says, I'm on a mission for God and I don't want to be disqualified because I don't have focus. And I don't want to forget at the end of life, the only thing that's important is the prize. I don't want to get on a pursuit that when I pursue this thing, it doesn't deliver the prize. So, Paul says, God called me some 35 years ago when he, as he talks in this text, some 35 years ago, God called me. 
And he said, I still want to know him. This is a man who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. And he says, I still want to know him. And some of us believe church once a month is enough to know him. He says, these very powerful statements to help us to understand the power of goals. And he says, goal requi goals require... One, persistence. He says, not that I have already obtained or have already been made perfect. He says, persistence. If you're going to reach your goals, you're going to have to be persistent. And, and you got to stop acting like you something you ain't. He says, not that I've already obtained. Or have already already been made teleos, mature, perfect, and complete. You ain't that. Paul, listen, 35 years, Paul said, I ain't that. I ain't all that. Look to your neighbor and say, you ain't all that. See, when you think you all that in God, you stop pursuing him. You start telling everybody all you know about God, all you are in God. Then two, he says... Persevere. I, pers he says, I'm per in pursuance. So this term, dioko, means I'm on the hunt. He says, I'm hunting the goal like it's an animal. I'm on the hunt. That means. I got to have this. If you don't have, uh, I got to have this attitude about your walk in God and the vision for your life in God, you won't be able to pursue it. The next thing he teaches us is prioritization. He says, this one thing I do. See, <clears throat> He says, I'm doing one thing. And in doing that one thing, it makes him forget the old things. See, some of us can't go where God wants us to go because we're still too caught up in where we've been. Some, listen, it doesn't matter whether it was good or bad. You cannot become what God wants you to be if you're stuck in the past. Look to your neighbor and say, you cannot be stuck in the past. Come on, say it doesn't matter about your past failures. It doesn't matter about your past mistakes. It doesn't matter about your past victories, nor your past success. If you're going to get what God has for you, you're going to have to forget those things that are behind. Because behind you is yesterday. And yesterday was what God wanted you to be then. But God is calling you to be something totally different this year. God wants you to be the kind of person that people says is have not heard, eyes have not seen. Look to your neighbor and say, don't get a fixation on me. 
because I'm changing. Come on, say a new me is coming out. A new victory is coming out. A new mercy is coming out. I'm changing, I'm changing. I'm going to have what I've never had because I'm going to be what I've never been. I'm going to do what I've never done. I'm changing, I'm changing, I'm changing. I'm making some new priorities. Then he teaches us to press. He says, I'm pressing. The Greek term here means to stretch with every muscle in your body. I'm pressing towards the goal. I wrote the goal down. I had made it smart, but now in order to bring it to pass, I've got to press talk I've got to press I don't care what resistance I get this year I'm on the I don't care how hard it is this year I'm on the I don't care who tries to stand in my way this year I'm on the I've got to press 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 look to your neighbor say I'm pressing pressing Come on, say, will you press with me? I wish I had two or three people that knew how to tell the devil I'm not afraid of you this morning and just holler out, put your head back and say, press! Press! Look to your neighbor, say, I don't care what you're going through. Then put your head back and tell them, press! You may be crying this morning. You may be hurting this morning. But I come to tell you to press! Wow, that was a powerful word today. Truly a life-changing word. Such an amazing word, babe. I couldn't have said it better. Our apostle, Dr. Dana Carson, preached an amazing word. And I know you're feeling a tug on your heart right now. And that feeling, that's the Holy Spirit. I'm Elder James E. Hedibo, and this is my wife, Brittany. And we're here to help you take that next step in receiving a relationship with Christ. That tugging, the Holy Spirit desires to have a relationship with you. And so if you would, and you want to be saved, and you want to know what I need to do next, Say this prayer after me, and let's accept Jesus into our lives. Dear Jesus, I believe that I'm a sinner in need of grace. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins, and I just ask now, Lord, that you forgive me for my sins. Lord, all that I am, all that I'm not, I give to you. Please, Lord, fill me with the power of your Holy Spirit. Lead me, Lord, be ruler, and reigner of my life. I pray this now in Jesus' name, amen. If you just said that prayer, congratulations. You are now born again and welcome into the kingdom and into a relationship with Christ. Amen, and the angels in heaven are rejoicing. Yeah. This next step is just as important. Make sure you join us at therockwi.com and get connected because that next step of getting filled with the word continuously will keep you. Make sure you do that today. 
Congratulations and welcome to The Rock. Thank you for listening to the kingdom teaching of Dr. Dana Carson. If you would like to hear this message in its entirety, visit drdanacarson.org slash TV. For more kingdom teachings and transformational messages, subscribe to our YouTube page at Dr. Dana Carson. Hello, I'm Dr. Dana Carson, affectionately known as the Kingdom Voice and senior leader of the Rock World Outreach International. I would like to invite you to an extraordinary worship experience with God every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. at 4101 Broadway Street in Houston, Texas. You will experience powerful praise and worship, a friendly atmosphere, ministry for the entire family, and a life-changing word that will draw you closer to God. Then on Sunday night at 6 p.m., join us for our Signs and Wonders Miracle Service at our Edgebrook campus located at 9321 Edgebrook. If you're in need of a miracle or breakthrough in your life, The Rock is the place to be Sundays at 6 p.m. Lastly, find me every Wednesday at 7 p.m. as we understand the Bible with Dr. Dana Carson. In this Bible study, you will discover a greater understanding of scriptures and how they apply to your life. If you're not in Houston or the Houston area, you still can connect with us online through YouTube, Facebook, or our website at therockwoi.com. Get ready to experience the power of the kingdom. And I look forward to worshiping with you. The Kingdom Theological Seminary offers a quality yet affordable theological education for those seeking to increase their kingdom biblical knowledge. A recent survey revealed a widespread confusion about the Bible's teachings and a drift away from biblical truths. In America's secular culture, studying the truth of God is no longer relevant, and some believe it should be relegated to the educational systems. In order for people to become eternally significant, one must know, learn, and understand the Bible and how it relates to them in a 21st century culture. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is designed with this in mind. At KTS, kingdom-minded leaders and laymen will become a part of a kingdom movement that is training and equipping people through the Word of God void of the Romanization, Europeanization, colonization, westernization, and Americanization of the gospel. KTS is a hybrid learning experience with online classes with a focus on kingdom and Pentecostal studies as well as special weekend activities and classes to meet the needs of busy students from around the world. The master and doctoral programs at the Kingdom Theological Seminary are unique and diverse programs designed to prepare and equip you for various aspects of 21st century kingdom ministry. The hybrid approach to seminary gives us the opportunity to have various professors from around the world, such as Dr. Trevor Grizzle, Dr. Brad Young, Dr. Joseph Walker, and more teaching and equipping you with a top-shelf understanding of Scripture. The Kingdom Theological Seminary is the seminary of the future and is preparing kingdom leaders for 21st century ministry. Find out more at ktseminary.com and prepare to expand your biblical understanding. Visit ktseminary.com.
The preceding broadcast has been brought to you by DCKM Partners, helping people to know God, make Him known to others, and spread the kingdom message around the world. Find out more at drdanacarson.org. DCKM, Dana Carson, Kingdom Ministry.